Yo, Smoot, like always, what's goody? Um, the beat that you're actually hearing me talk over right now, um, the producer behind it, my homie Sam, 92 Wave. Uh, I didn't know about this till later on, but go check out his new instrumental and everything available wherever you get music, Apple Music, Spotify, you know, all that stuff or whatever. Go check out the homie and everything. Now let's get to the episode. So you've already clicked on it and everything. We're going to be going through Logic's Possible. I'm going to say Possible because I don't think it is. Last album, uh, No Pressure. Bringing back returning guests, you know, ever since we killed the top five or the top albums of the mid-year 2020. The homie Sam is back. 92 Wave, what's goody? What's up, what's up? Hey, bro, look, um, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this and everything. I mean, I'll, I'll tell the people you can as well or whatever. This was a straight up request from you. Like this dropped last week and you hit me. It was like, move. We got to. I'm telling you right now, one of the strongest rap albums of the year. For real. You, you dead ass said that. Like, I mean, I think I hadn't even woke up yet or whatever. Because, like, you know, you're on different like shifts and everything com- compared to me. Yeah. And, like, you had already heard it and was like, yeah, yeah, like, this one, yeah, it's got to be done. And I said, okay, I got you. Literally, I'm I'm working at midnight. Like, so whenever albums drop on Fridays, like, I throw my, my AirPods in and just, like, but this one was one where I just played every single song, like, back straight through. And incredible experience throughout, for real. Hey man, I'm like shit. Before, before we even get into it or whatever, you literally told me, "Move for real." I mean, when I say he saved the best for last, I'm not joking. But remember, like always, guys, to rate, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything in the description and bio below. Um, available wherever you get podcast. Um, still go back and check out that. Everybody Loves the Sunshine and all the other playlists available on Apple Music and Spotify. By the time you guys will be listening to this, I'm going to talk to bro after or whatever because um, August playlist is going to be out. You know, I don't even have a name for the August playlist yet, but um, I got some, you know, possibly thought of. We'll see about that. You know, go check out that new August playlist or whatever for your head top. Um, go check out also down in the bio, like the bio and everything, me. And the other homies or whatever on Twitch or whatever. If you're on Twitch, you want to check us out playing some dope video games. We're all entertaining as hell. Sometime me gamers dropping real, real soon. I know I keep saying that, but I promise. <sighs> but with all that being said, man, before we get into this album, you know, we we, we go through these little steps and everything with this process. Logic, man. How what's your 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 first initial thing on how you got on 
logic. So my freshman year was kind of the awakening moment for me in terms of just finding all these artists and having Wi-Fi literally for the first time in my life. Uh, freshman year. Oh, I know that struggle. Yeah. So uh, I would constantly be scouring the internet and websites like Two Dope Boys, maybe yeah. Mass Gorilla, stuff like that. But I remember finding, I think it was Young, Broken, Famous. No, okay. it, it was Young Sinatra first, actually. Yes, come on. Yeah. So I guess that was technically my sophomore year. But, I mean, being from, like, the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, like, I was like, this dude is just a promising talent. I'm like, I've never seen a rapper like this from like my home area. Like, I was very impressed. Didn't even know the biracial thing at first. I mean, thought he was just straight up white dude, but like, I was like, all right, this is cool. And you know, so I started looking up like some local like radio appearances he would be doing on like college radio and stuff like that around Maryland. And there was one where my man just went off. And it was just like a flow that I've never heard before. And it reminded me of just like hearing people like Big L for the first time. Like it's just natural talent, like born to make hip hop. So Young Sinatra for sure. And then, you know, he had that trilogy that he carried on for like the next three years over that period where it's just like Young Sinatra, Undeniable. Yeah. And then Welcome to Forever. And to me, all those are fire. So for me, I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012, but at some point, I mean, maybe let's say, I don't know. I, I can't remember in particular, but I, and, and also I can't even remember how I even found him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just heard something and they was like, yo, you know that young Sinatra, man, like, go check it. And I'm just like, okay, so let me let me go check this out or whatever. And, it, you know, we can shine a light on, oh, a light yes. on. Yo, I was like, Classic. I don't know what the hell's going on, but this shit is crazy. Like, oh, yo. Yo, I had that on repeat, seriously. Cause like if if you like my homies all notice and everything whatever and you notice about me too whatever if you start off some shit on some like just a crazy sample like that old school jazz soul type shit you got me you you, you got me I love that type of production like that's why I like you know people like you know No ID uh, Ninth Wonder like those type dudes or whatever you know Premiere or my fave so I heard this or whatever and I was like okay like dude spitting you know oh yeah. And I, I was kind of rocking with it, man, all the way into, and I'm going to reference it so much, so go ahead and prepare to be annoyed, Under Pressure, man. Like, I, when we got to Under Pressure, when I tell you, oh, the Deluxe Edition, too. I'll make sure we got to get the Deluxe Edition, because the normal, I mean, normal version's cool, but that damn Deluxe Edition, man. Like, I literally, from top to bottom, I was like, oh, nah, like, dude's crazy, dude's nice, like, this is what's going on. I never really gave what was it, the incredible true story, a chance like that. Mm. And then by the time after that and everything, like I moved, so just certain artists or whatever are kind of just a thing. But I like 
I, by this point or whatever, I'm in my phase of like, yeah, you know, you, I just don't go through singles or whatever anymore. Like, my, you know, my cousin that's like six years older was like, nah, 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 you got to get on that old school shit. We go through full albums, you know? Yeah. I never listened, like I said, never listened to Incredible True Story or yeah, Incredible True Story. Never listened to Bobby Tarantino 2. Didn't listen to Young Sinatra 4. Uh, Bobby Tarantino 1 or Confessions of the Dangerous Mind. You know, and of course, you know, everyone makes the jokes. I'm black, I'm black, I'm white, I'm white. Like, you know, all that shit. The, the Suicide Hotline song, whatever, which I think started a beef with Jonah Lucas at some point. Which, I mean, I didn't know much about. And niggas just pretty much coming out saying, yo, Logic is the worst rapper ever. And I'm like, damn. like, I, I, But at the same time, I'm not listening to most of this shit. But I'm like, how is that the same dude that I was hearing from these fucking mixtapes and then that fucking like under pressure is crazy like what the hell happened so i kind of just fallen off or whatever but like i mean that's not necessarily even fair because how how can i like i never straight up called him trash because i'm like i'm not gonna listen to the music and call it trash like that's hypocrisy you know Mm. but i still was just like man i go back to under pressure here and there and like it still fucking knocks to this day so when you would hit me with this and you told me, yeah, you know, and then like, you know, shout out to homie Corey. He said the same thing. And he was like, yo, Mook, it's dead ass, like, under pressure 2.0. Like, it's, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me. Yep. It's no ID. Like, honestly, you saw from under pressure, he knew he had to close out just as strong as he started. Like, he's a secret to the success. And, like, the first time I heard under pressure, it just reminded me of was like, that old school hip hop that you first started getting into, like late elementary school, even middle school, like carrying yeah. Nas, like it's just straight bars over like boom bap beats, like right, oh, right. Like, you know I fuck with boom bap heavy or whatever. Like even what was it like last week or whatever? I think I sent you like a random song from a uh, tribe called Quest or whatever. He was like, bro, I'm telling you, you be on that shit. And I was like, yo, I'm. That was one of the best things I ever did was go back and explore the music before me. Oh, yeah. Logic, I mean, people are going to come in my head now, but fuck it. If you put Logic in that, like, mid-90s sound or whatever and just give him, like, a lot of boom-bap producers or whatever, he could have fit right in. That that is very interesting. Like, I wonder what would have happened if he saw success, like, just before, like, the late 90s, like, when... Eminem was like blowing up like do you think he would have gone a different direction like I mean who's to say the thing I have in my head right now like the same praise that Joey Badass gets or whatever like no offense no one wants no one wants to hear Badass not on boom back 90s like New York style production you know what I'm saying like could you imagine a fucking Joey Badass trap record yeah like not even trap record like trap album like the whole album's just like yeah You'd be like, uh, I'm good, you know? <laughs> yeah. There are like, logical songs stick to his bread. I mean, I'm not going who am I to say someone needs to stick to their bread and butter, but I feel like this sound is his bread and butter. Absolutely. Yeah, like I mean the, the incredible true story yeah. after under pressure, there were definitely a few songs on there that I'd i definitely mess with. But uh Kind of everything in between, I hate to say, besides a few also off of Young Sinatra. Yeah. Um, just, I did not rock with that much. 
Yes, he was kind of exploring those other sounds that weren't really true to what got him started in the first place. Right. I mean, and he's going to tell us on like a mad songs on everything we're about to talk about. Like, yo, you know, just because y'all want me to go back to this shit. I mean, I have to, which I mean, you know, the Hove saying, you know, you want my old shit, go listen to my old shit. Yeah. And people always say it, but I'm like, hey, guess what? I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Anything before we get into the album, bro? Nah, let's go for it. (sighs) So Logic, No Pressure, first track no pressure intro i'm gonna let you go first man all right there this album just i mean i'm just gonna put this out there like i feel like i've had a lot in common with logic just like as a person and his general interest throughout like his like the music he likes, just like movies, like which he drops references like throughout this album, like he does with all the others. We'll get to that later. But like this first opening, the fact that he chose to sample Orson Welles, who's just a movie god, just like incredible setup that just kind of gave you that cinematic experience. And it was produced by Like, who was one part of Pat Div, who's later referenced on the album too, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he just killed the intro, the production, and it was just a great setup start of the show. So I didn't know that and everything. Well, I knew the Orson Welles part, but I didn't know about like from Pat Div. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I my first notes and everything. I was like, okay, yeah, we get a reading about Orson Welles. I'm glad you broke down and explained it a lot better than I could or whatever. Like, And even what you said about as far as like the movie, like, you know, nods and everything. Like like I said, it literally took me back to um, one of my favorite tracks off of Under Pressure, the Metropolis. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, like at the very end when he's explaining to that girl and everything, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's that's all from like Quentin Tarantino. Yes, oh, yes, bro. bro that has been me a shit. million times. Like, yes, I'm telling you. So dope. And he's just tripping out because he's like, how do you not know this? I'm like, yo, this, this is like whenever I be talking to girls and like, yo, what do you mean you don't know this movie or even this song? Like, cause I'm like certain movies, I'm like, okay, that might be cultural. But exactly. certain songs, I'm just like, yo, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact Honestly, that's on a skit. Like, that's, that's, we need that shit. Yeah. We got a fucking Metal Gear Solid uh, reference in here, which oh. I personally have never played, but I know my homies will be like, yo, move, like, you know, we don't know about Metal Gear, and I'm like, nah, I just, I, I never picked up on it. I wonder, was that the actual voice actor, I wonder, that, like, played? I, I meant to ask you that, too. I'm like, was that the case, or do you think they just got, like, that sample cleared just to put in there? I don't know. Up I thought it was cool though. I mean, he has a lot of references, at least to whatever I could pick up on whatever. Like later, you know, with Cowboy Bebop and shit. Yeah. I mean, he said to himself like he's just nothing but like a video game nerd. Now he's getting paid seven figures to just be that all day. Oh yeah, because like, I'm gonna say it multiple times. He was spitting his ass off this entire album, like. I know my home. Now I've never seen this or whatever. You tell me if you have or not. I know one of my homies or whatever always got like 
tight. He never could explain why. He was like, man, I saw this man logical, whatever, trying to freestyle or whatever. And the entire time he's doing like a Rubik's Cube. And he was like, what the fuck is this? And I was just like, I mean, I never went to go look it up. But I guess I would just be like, uh, I mean, if that's what you do, that's what you do. <laughs> Dude. Uh, all right. If I could do whatever I want and play Pokemon the entire time, I fucking would. So I can't say shit. Yeah. I saw him live. Uh, I think it was during the Incredible True Story tour. Yeah. And he pulled out the cube. <laughs> and I, I was I was already like, damn it. I hope he doesn't do Oh, there he goes. But you know what? <laughs> it was- I actually have a Rubik's Cube in my crib, though. So, I mean, am I part of the problem? <laughs> no. I, I just kind of feel like it's uh, – what's the word? Is it trying to get to like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a nerd. Is it like that? Is that how you feel? I I guess so, yeah. I, I'm just way too judgmental, honestly. So, oh, like, no, I wouldn't moment. even say judgmental because I'll tell you straight up or whatever, bro. I, I make this joke all the time, right? Yeah. I make this joke all the time as far as I love how like nowadays it's like the quote unquote cool or maybe even the quote hipster thing to be like, yeah, you know, I watch anime and play video games and what, you know, saying all that type of shit. And I said, where the fuck was this energy whenever I was in high school or whatever? Because (laughs) niggas would have got me the fuck out of here. Are you serious? I think I told you this a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of part of the problem, I guess, like slowly <laughs> diving back into that, into some things that I kind of overlooked and judged when I was in high school. Like, I just finished uh, the last Airbender, like that whole series. And it was just oh no, and that shit's blame, but like, we couldn't openly be out here like, yo, y'all, y'all watching this? You could talk yeah. about it in your immediate circle, but like, you won't go be in like a group of people, but like, hey, yo, y'all see what Aang did this week? <laughs> they would have laughed you out the cafeteria, so. Uh, for real though, like Netflix has changed everything, but that's a whole other. Thing. Oh, come on now, preach it. But now you, uh, you good on this song, or whatever, bro? Because I'm about to get negative. Oh, all right, yeah, let's go. Do you want to go first on this, or do you want me to go first? Because I have some, I have no good things to say about Hit My Line. Damn, yeah. I did not like this track, bro. But I will go ahead and warn you, people. Um. <laughs> This is the only track I didn't like. And when I say didn't like it, I wouldn't even say it strongly like that. It's just like, I like everything else. This is the only track I'm going to be like, I probably won't be listening to again. And maybe I need to listen to it just to be like, damn, you know, I was being a little bit too critical. But literally, I wrote down, and you know, whenever we did our like, you know, like rest in peace to Matt Miller when we um, reviewed like his final album. Mm -hmm. Like, you you remember me telling you like just as far as our breakdown, Matt through went Matt went through like his little like what I called like college boy bubblegum rap part, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the um one, two, three, four, some crazy ass kids that was knocking on the door, like let him in. Uh, let him in. Like that's what this gave me. And I hated that version of Matt. Cause I was like, yo, you can spit. What the fuck are you doing with this? So when it got to this hook, I was like, that that ain't it, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it like i didn't like i'm telling you it's the one i didn't like i did actually like though um the fact that the robot from um under pressure is back yeah i did like that and i like that like the um the outro from Kenan wayne's the message from don't be a menace mm-hmm. yeah that was real dope this one i mean i'm gonna be honest, i have listened to this entire album through probably yes. like 
seven times, which is just insane to me because that takes a lot. But nah, it, not really. Like, he gave he gave us an hour. Shit. Yeah. So I've I've listened to this song a couple times, but I'm on your side. Like it kind of reminds me of like unfortunately that suicide song vibe. Like it's just a little bit too corny. Yo, I, okay. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. It's like. I'm not ever gonna be mad about it, but I'm just like, yo, like it, it, it just comes off even cringe to me. Like I'm like, Ugh. but maybe he's trying to like bring in, maybe he's just trying to start off on a positive note and maybe bring back his fans of that part of his career. With like some people, sadly, were turned on to him because of the success of that one song. Like that song was everywhere i was i'm pretty sure oh, yeah, it, like it, it literally MTV was everywhere. awards or like even the grammys i don't know but that shit was everywhere but the beat on hit my line just like everything else i mean that's kind of it's only saving grace to me but yeah not one of my favorites as a whole i'm glad you said that about the beat like we're i mean i'm like also i'm gonna hammer it in your in people's head this entire episode um this production this production didn't it like when i say this production had the fucking um what's her buddy name from duke back in the day it had the fucking christian leitner like he didn't miss one shot the entire game (laughs) (laughs) that's what the the production son yeah (laughs) i was literally listening like yo (laughs) like there was not one beat that was bad or even close to being like like trash isn't even a word like like when you can be not only good but excellent on every beat mm-hmm. what the fuck bro well that one was produced by six who has been like logic's i'm pretty sure one of his best friends and like go-to dudes for production since the very beginning like since the young sinatra days like and this dude's rise of fame was just as cool too. Like, I'm pretty sure he won some sort of like he would like go to beat competitions like around Ooh. like the DMV area. And I'm pretty sure he just like kind of rose to fame that way, connected with Logic and yeah. He All I'm gonna say is between Logic Six and No ID or whatever, we they the motherfuckers was on some them. 90s bullshit or whatever, like the, the second run with Jordan Pippen and Rodman. <laughs> this was a triangle, boy. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Dang, he's produced 53 songs, I'm saying. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm, 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 good on, I'm, I'm good on uh, Hit My Line, but I, I will run back through it or whatever, but I, I maybe it'll change my mind with time, but off my first couple listens, I'm just like, that ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Yeah, GP4. Yeah, GP4, man. That white boy can't rap. He talk good and act nerdy. I just texted Erica by dude to let her know what I'm gonna do. Sample dream flower by Tarika Blue. That's cool with you. Yeah, that's fine, baby. All great. As long as you know you my baby. And that beat your daddy like if he ever cheat on me. I mean, she don't own this sample, but she might as well. Cause her and Dilla paved the way for all I got and well. I'ma show my gratitude. No attitude. No auto-tune. Like T-Pain doing unplugged. I'm unplugged like Trinity. Wonder how the people gonna remember me. Goddamn. Then in fiber optic cable, I'm gone. And me, hold it together in this perfect colony. I hear them calling, I can calling, hear them calling me. We've come a long way since HOC. You and me, hold it together in this perfect colony. I hear them calling, I can hear them calling me. We've come a long way since HOC. What is that? 
Am I an idiot for not knowing? Is I have no clue either. I I didn't exactly Google it, but normally, like you know, it might be some whole other like video game shit that we don't even know about. Maybe. Um, but this one. Come on, bro. This get into it, man. Huge, this is just a huge step back, like completely different direction from in my line. It's just you hear that that sample from like. Uh, the watcher like Dr. Dre in the background like and then the beat itself oh my god it's just so mellow and perfect and he just goes in and this to me sets the tone for the rest of the whole album this is what I wanted the second track to be instead of hit my line that damn outcast joint yes you know that me and you Yo mama and yo cousins. I'm like, and that will never get old to me. Like, I remember that's one of my first memories as far as, like, hip-hop. Like, knowing a hook. I honestly have no idea how he got that sample cleared. Like, I feel like Outkast is, like, pretty strict with, like, who they lend that shit out to. I don't, I don't know, know how he got a lot of these samples, son. Well, I mean, we're gonna talk about, you know, Miss Badu later. Oh. Okay. I'm I mean, that. Logic's team. I mean, is this is this Def Jam or like what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, like this song, like I don't know. I love when he he talks about his own production a lot too. Like I guess he he really got into this. I feel like a few years ago, where he just talks about like himself, like mixing, making beats on the NPC, and like so. This is kind of the first preview of him talking about that on the album. Right. I was hoping it does that just because it's relatable for me, but as a producer. Um, but yeah, what what do you got to say about this one? Um, I love this track. It's you know like we talked about with Outcast and Elevators. Of course, I was gonna love this track. Um, he speak you know he's spitting about like you know the legends that paved the way and how like you know we got to do what we're doing now. Like I mean, yo Loki too. I noticed this a lot or whatever, and I was like, maybe I just didn't notice it the first time or whatever. My man does a lot of name dropping. I'm not mad at it. No. I'm not mad at it at all because I do it on here, and I'm I'm just doing it with, like, people that the the listeners would know and shit. Imagine if, like, I'm sorry. Y'all couldn't tell me shit if I'm calling, like, some of the people he's talking to. <laughs> like, I think I would call my mom after and cry. be like, yo, I was on the phone with such and such. And she gonna be like, uh. <laughs> but no, I like this track though. Yeah, I definitely like some of those name drops later in the album. Oh, thanks. Oh, right. bro. Um, celebration track four. This the sample in this beat, my God, like it's just, bro. I literally Perfect. wrote down, my first note is production. What the hell? No ID. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. I was like, this man trying to take me out, yo. Like, we was only on track four. <laughs> well, all right. So I wrote down just because I, I was looking at this earlier. I guess this is kind of an ode to Kanye. Yes. And, uh, his track celebration, which is dope to me. Obviously, he's one of Logic's biggest influences, but it's definitely this is the upbeat song that I feel like hit my line could have been, and it's not corny at all. Like this is just 
again, pure boom bap, and he's flowing. Bro. Yeah, this shit was hard, man. He's like, and he's flexing too, but it's not too in your foot. Like, he's talking about, like, I mean, what's rap without a little ragged dash? Ragged dash, yo. I don't even. Yeah. Whatever. Before I get to like Silas's verse, because I thought I don't know who that is, and he spit he spit his ass off too. I can't remember if it was on uh, Logic's first verse and when he came back or whatever. But when I say he was fucking preaching, and I know you can feel the same way, or whatever, because as far as like just what you do, not only with like production, but everything you got going on, which you know, like yeah, you know everything we talk about or whatever, you know. And then, like this podcast, people are gonna critique you because they're afraid to do what you do. Like, I mean, he did throw up the little nine to five jab, which I was like, damn, you know, fuck my life. But, um, <laughs> but no, I get what he's saying though. Like, and I'm not even definitely, I'm not even halfway close to the success level he's at. So I can imagine just like, yo, everybody want to shit on you and everything, and it's like, yeah, but you're still doing this. Like, how you gonna talk about me? He's like, you're afraid to do this, but you want to critique everything I do. Like, that was some facts. You hear me? Yeah, I feel like honestly now that you're saying that, like a lot of the album is kind of defense to me. It really is. I ain't gonna like because I didn't want to write it down like every fucking time, but like this was like listening back or whatever because I didn't catch it the first time, but like literally this was the first time I caught like he was just pretty much saying you know like y'all afraid to do this, but yeah, all y'all do is talk about me. Yeah, Silas is so strange to me. Like yeah, he. He can spit. I just have no idea who the hell this dude is, and he was unlisted too. Oh like, yeah, that because he's the only feature on this. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that either. It's killing me. Yeah. Also, I mean, I get it where artists are like they don't want to put the features because you don't want to just they don't want you to just go to that song. But I've always hated that Tupac ass shit as far as it be twenty niggas on the track or whatever, and it's like yo, well, I got to go through the credits and find every person, you know. Oh God, I'm seeing some unfortunate things right now. Oh God, what was up? <laughs> All on about Silas. Oh Damn, God. dude. All right. You gotta tell me well, now. He, he signed a Logic's label. Yeah. But he was accused of sexual misconduct, preying on underage girls through social media. Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. Also, I could tell that was an old verse because, you know, the KD line about the Warriors and shit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm damn assuming that's, that was an old verse. But, damn, that's wild. That's unfortunate. The only Question, verse. Is he, is he white? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I just had a feeling. <laughs> what the f- does that mean? I heard his voice <laughs> and then I heard, I, then I saw the rap name Silas. Uh, <laughs> no, not the not the sexual like uh like assault joint, no, nah, nah, or not assault, but the sexual misconduct, no. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm not wilding like that, hell no. But just I heard like the bro, can you imagine a brother name being named Silas? No. And like I heard the rap voice, I was like, nah, this white dude. I just didn't Google. Yeah. yeah. I was like, anyway. that's DMV or whatever, you know. So I was like, Sam got something for this. No, I, I, I've never heard of this man. Like, I've, he, there's another dude that he was with on tour and was on a few tracks. Like, I think he's in Big Limbo or something. I was kind of surprised he wasn't anywhere here for like final send off, but 
anyway. Yeah, I'm about to say. I guess that's 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 key to go into uh, track five. Dude, I love so, this song. Yeah, track five, man. Uh, open mic slash Aquarius part three. Rip out my soul from the depths of my flesh. Flesh on my blood, I caress. Right on the pace, so it's fresh. I take my time, but express. Light on my mind, but I guess. It's just in my jeans like a black 17. Like a genetic scene. Kicking the door, we blow it off the hinge. Music my drug, tie it off, then inject a syringe. It's in my blood, ain't no need to pretend. Therapy tell me I don't need to defend. Therapy tell me I don't need to explain. Just drop the record on the needle and express my pain. Can't wait until my sun shines and together we reign. My queen's by my side like Manhattan. Fuck rapping, this is where the conviction, my rendition is not meant for addiction. Battled addiction in a womb. A crack baby by definition keeps you ignition with no permission. That meaning I'm driven alive because I'm living. Fuck working with what you've been given. The tank on E, what's up? You, 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 We remember before we started and everything in pre-production, I was telling you I'm torn between, you know, my favorite track. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I've officially decided I'm not going to give it to this, but it's it, like it's it's literally oh. 1A and 1B. Yeah. Damn. It's 1A and 1B, so like when we get to that track later on, just know that was 1A, but this right here is my 1B or whatever. Yo, the first thing I heard, I was like, yo, where do I know this beat? Where do I know this beat? And I was like, ah, shit, Kendrick the Heart Part 2. Yes. And Which, um, low-key low key thing or whatever? Um, yeah, bro, was that the second part? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, yeah, um, it was the intro from the Roots album, A Piece of Light. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's like a da-da-da, it's like the voice. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I can't describe this. But, dude, to me, this is just an awesome look at potentially the future. Like, open mic, you hear him, like, introducing him as Mr. Hall, right? Is that what he says? Yeah, I think so. I was going to ask you, do you know what the hell that was supposed to mean? So, uh, his name, that's his last name in real life. Oh, okay. But... but to me, it's just like, can you imagine? All right, logic's retired. Fifteen years from now, though, you're just in a random bar or something. If they ever reopen to the public, and like Jesus you're Christ. at a random open mic, and fucking logic just comes through the door and just kills it randomly after he announces retirement. Like, you know how special that experience would be. But to me, that's kind of what that whole intro set up, and that kind of set my mindset listening to at the whole throughout the whole rest of the song like um two things with that like first whenever i, I talked about kendrick the heart part two um underrated kendrick the heart part one still my favorite don't care <laughs> he's not i mean no he, the whole the whole heart series is crazy but even though four, you could have missed me, but whatever. No, it was four the one with J Rock and uh and uh Schoolboy? I mean not Schoolboy, but J Rock and uh Absol. Damn. Or was that three? It's been a minute. But the, all that know. aside, the hard part one does not get the like like the credit it deserves. Everyone always gives it to two, but go back and listen to the hard part one, bro. I'm telling you. And there's the video and shit. And literally has the line in there like talking about like J. Cole and shit. 
Like, and J. Cole's in the video at that part. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, even looking back, like, Schoolboy's not even rapping. He's just, like, one of the dudes with them on tour. Oh. Like, the hype man. That's hilarious. Yeah, so definitely go check that video at the end of this shit. That's number one. Number two, everything you just said as far as, like, yo, like, what he's giving and everything and, like, this open mic, it took me personally back to, um... 22 twos on a reasonable doubt with hove you know when like that they're at that open mic or whatever or like they're like a bar or something and the girl you know the lady's like jay-z jay-z let me hear that new album of yours you know like all that stuff or whatever and like and it kind of just has that vibe and i was like yo is that what he was going for or was he just like literally i was like but whatever i love the idea yeah and then it just switched right into fucking Aquarius, and this man just kept going in. I was like, oh, my God. Like, bro, I, I was like, I'm still going in about you you going off on this open mic. And then he had to switch to, he had to switch it up on us, and I was like, bro, I about fell, son. I'm telling you, I about fell. Well, he does that with the next one, too. Oh, my I, God. I'm ready to jump into that. I feel like I wish that this next one was I'm just stupid and picky like this, but I wish this this next one, Soul Food 2, was yeah, kind of like like track number five where it had Goddamn, goddamn conversations with people. Crazy how one day the legends forget that they equal on the sun to pressure sequel. We not taking it back. We keeping it pushing. People scared of change, but you'll find me deep in the cushion. Even when I win and feel like I'm losing. Listening to beats in the beam of cruising. I think I got another hit. I can feel my body bruising. What's the conclusion? Or rather my hypothesis. I'm darker than Gotham. It's like reading Astrodamus at 90 degrees. You better believe I know how to turn a profit with ease. Diacritical lifestyle, I'm always overseas. Hurricane Bobby in the studio blowing trees. Like the second part listed, because that second part to me is one of my favorite parts of the whole album. Because it takes me back to the incredible true story. That too. Well, the first that's the first part, right? Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say the the literal literally No, that's not the second part. Oh. Well, the first part of it is like literally the exact same beat from first Soul Food. Second part, though, samples, it's like the same sample from this Lupe Fiasco song that I used to listen to every single day in high school. Like, it's just like that weird, you know what I'm talking about? It's like that You remember what it's called? Cause I didn't. It's as terrible as it sounds. I don't really know like a lot of Lupe album cuts. I know certain ones or whatever, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do my research on that now, actually, because that's wild. Damn. But I did think about it though too, because like we said, I know Under Pressure Gold or whatever. Watch. So when I saw so say it say that again. Gold Watch. That's what it is. I'm looking it up right after we finish. Classic. But yeah, I, I loved Soul Food one. So when I saw Soul, like I mean, he gave us a lot of like, yo, you know, this is pretty much referencing like under pressure and shit. So when I saw Soul Food two, I was like, oh, yo, you got to snap because Soul Food like the first one was crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did his thing. He did his fucking thing, man. Like that kind of series, Soul Food one, Soul Food two, kind of reminded me of he put out the singles with the mixtapes and they made videos. I'm pretty sure for all these, but like Young Sinatra. There was like Young Sinatra 2, Young Sinatra 3, like singles called those. And that kind of reminded me of that back in the day. Those videos are all hard to peep those. 
Now that you mentioned it, I can't remember a, like a lot of Logic videos. Young Sinatra three, classic. All I do, all I do. I played that shit at every college party. I feel like like it was just good vibes. He was like wearing the Gumby suit. Hilarious. Oh Jesus, yeah, I've never seen that. I'm about to say, I say, there's no way I could have missed that one. That's that's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of his like frat boy, I guess stage you would say, but. That's uh, <laughs> I was like the last thing to whatever as far as like you know everything he was talking about when he was like referencing the incredible true story I guess the protagonist from there or whatever I didn't listen yeah. to that album so like that was going a little bit over my head but I was like yo everything you saying is dope as fuck though so yeah you know even if I don't know the exact content matter like I get the reference in a way I just don't know the exact reference yeah I um I'll go ahead uh, oh, I was going to say this next song. Yeah. I don't know about it. <laughs> Track seven, perfect? Yeah. Are you happy it was only like a minute and maybe, what, 45, 55 seconds? Yeah. It was barely I, like two minutes? It, it's just, I know he wanted to give this variety. And you have Juicy J on there. And it's just like straight trap, basically. But I have a question as far as the production. Huh? I have a question. What do you think about the production on this one? Oh, obviously it's basic as hell. Like it's not trying to accomplish anything. I literally wrote down. I was like, "Yo, why this shit sound like some West Coast techno?" What a god! I mean, bro, I don't know if it's everybody. That's, that shit gave me West Coast techno music. Like, imagine a nerd, but you grew up in like Long Beach or something. Yeah, I, I go, go back that. and check it out now. You gonna be like, damn, bro, I get everything Luke's saying. <laughs> to me, it's just like it's just like generic trap, which I know it's it's trying to do. Like, it, yeah. it's it's supposed to be kind of like stupid and flexing, which I understand. But to me, it just didn't really mesh well with anything else on the album. But can I, I, mean, I say, can I ask you and say a question at the same time, or ask you? Can I, can I tell you and ask you something at the same time? Yeah. So literally the other or yesterday, yesterday matter of fact, I was talking to my boy Tone or whatever, and like I, I told him, yeah, me and my homie gonna do the um, review for this Logic album or whatever. He was like, yeah, yeah, I ain't heard it yet, but he was like, I, I never forget like Anthony Fantano. Saying Logic pretty much is like, like he rips off like his favorite artist or whatever. Like he sounds like a little bit of this, a little bit of Drake, a little bit of you know. I can't remember the other artists he said, but like, can, I I say that because like I don't necessarily agree or whatever. Because I'm like you know Drake's my favorite rapper, but at the same time whatever. I feel like sometimes whenever Logic is doing like this, like I call him like the quote unquote like you know his version of braggadocious raps. Yeah. I just feel like he's just spitting a bunch of bars, but the bunch of bars really aren't saying a lot. And I get it. That's if you're very like, true. yeah, look, look, I like, and my thing is too, I want to end it by saying I get it, but he be talking about some real shit. So it's like whenever you just like rapping, and it's like it, it sounds weird to me because I was like, yo, you were just talking about some real shit. And now you just, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I guess like, but it's not too hard of a critique because I guess, you know. Like this was like you said, this was just like a one-off or whatever. I guess just something he wanted to put on the album. Yeah, I feel like he just wanted to throw it on just to kind of have that 
quick turning point just be like you guys still paying attention like this is where i'm gonna get ignorant a little bit right like i mean do you believe in well fuck it i mean this this is a real question or whatever bro you know you're a producer you know album structures do you believe in filler mute like filler songs would you call this filler damn and can you have filler on like your last album quote unquote oh man why you gotta do this I'm just asking a real, look, 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 tell me I'm not asking real shit, bro. <laughs> this is what we doing, don't bite your tongue, man. I, I, I would, I would call it filler, yeah, and I would say, damn it, this is my least favorite song. This is your version that hit my line. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, like, where the hell did this shit come from? Like, I don't know, but yeah. I do appreciate the other video game shout out, like the Street Fighter perfect sample. I literally run around like say that to my friends. I don't know, like back in the day when all we had was mixtapes and people would throw in those like generic samples, like this was one of them, like gangsta grizzles and like perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, perfect, bruh. Oh, real shit, real shit. Because we were born the same year. Yeah. We were born the same year. When I tell you, I literally, I was going to do it, and I still haven't done it yet, but I'm probably going to end up doing it. You know they have, like, the Street Fighters where you can buy, like, the whatever collection package. And I was going to get it from my Xbox or whatever, where I think you get one. All the versions of two, three, four, and maybe five, but I just wanted, like, the ones. I really only want that shit because growing up, I had an older cousin. I had my older brothers, you know? Yeah. Some of my first ever games, like I always tell people, my first game, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You know, we had all the Mortal Kombat's, 1, 2, and 3. Street Fighter 2, I think it was the, the the Turbo Edition or whatever, or whatever the shit. I'm telling you, bro. It, it, it just, like, my childhood. So when you say Street Fighter, I'm like, yes. Anytime I hear that perfect, like, yes. Anytime. It never gets old to me. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Ah. But yeah, man, I just I I, I love Street Fighter Two and everything. But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get off this order because I like and honestly like the same thing you said you didn't um you didn't you didn't really like this track. No. That was my only note is like you know the braggadocious bars and this techno West Coast ass beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, track eight though. Man, I is. Yeah. Paper chasing on occasion. West Park, that's my location. Life and death, what we was facing. Boy, gotta get that motivation. Back in the basement, look at my idols. I'm feeling adjacent. Doing the shit that I wish I was doing. I'm feeling impatient. Throwing parties and catching cases. That's the life, but that shit basic. I could crack, I can't erase it. If I could, would not replace it. Grew up all alone. Had to teach myself to tie my laces. What's the deal? I'ma play the field. Rap pack, we keep it real. Nothing but love to the people that paved the way. So a brother like me, he could get it today. Antoine, Erica, and 3K. Can't forget those ain't here today. R.I.P. J.G. and Pimp C. Pay your respects, so don't hold it against me. Devil, he calling me. He let it tempt me. God exempt me. Why you sent me here? This is where I can kind of understand some of the direction from Perfect. Because you have that Juicy J little 
refrain there at the end, but like that going into like the DJ screw in this yeah. one, I feel like that was that was pretty good. I don't have too much to say about this one, honestly. Okay, so this one or whatever, let, let me go in or whatever. This his, like I said, his like I didn't write down every single line because Jesus Christ, that'd be the entire episode, you know? Yeah. Um, he was rapping his ass off. I love the fucking production. Anytime you get Erica Badu or whatever, and like he, I think he brought her up on this track. Um he, he brought up Cole like a couple of times. I know this was one of the joints because everyone I mean, at least everyone our age. You know, if you don't like, I mean, if you didn't grow up or whatever with your mama playing R&B soul and shit, you probably didn't catch the Erica Badu shit. But everyone knows, like, when J. Cole did this joint, what I think Ari Lennox singing, you know that, Ooh, hi. like that joint. Yeah, yeah. I think the shit with Ari Lennox, I want to say. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Because, like, I was just like, oh, you know, my man's getting like a lot of stuff from I feel like people he fucks with or whatever, you know? True. Uh, that brings me, I forgot to mention. Um, is it GP4 when he goes in and kind of like mimics Erica Badu's voice? Is that that track? I can't remember, but I think that sounds about right, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did have yeah he did bring he did bring up um, Badu on that one because he brought up like Badu, Pimp C. Yeah. Or else you know the Outcast joint we talked about. But I mean, overall, I really like this track too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a good segue to me from whatever that was. Number seven. <laughs> I am weak now that you didn't like, and it's hilarious because it's called Perfect, and you just like, yo, that shit the furthest from <laughs> Perfect Trash. Um, <laughs> let, let's no, let's go, bro. I'm telling you, you got to talk your shit sometimes. <laughs> Fuck it. It's not hating or whatever, man. It's real shit. Yeah. <sighs> are you are you ready, bro? Let's do it. Um, I think this is our una- I think we're unanimous on this, bro. Favorite track. This- oh, you're gonna say that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that track too. Because this is one. This is one. If I'm not playing through the whole album, I specifically just go to this one. This is like. I put a tweet out. Because yeah. literally, this is how I feel. This is everything that Chance the Rapper wanted to do, tried to do, tried to do with his last album, which was god awful. Where he's just obviously a change man. He's a family man now, man of God. I don't know if logic so much on that front, but the family aspect all over the track. I love this song. Like it is just feel good, and it's incredible storytelling that obviously reminded me a little bit of like old school slim shady when he's talking about going into target like and it's just bar after bar and he's just literally talking about his everyday life like i'm sold he makes it sound cool it's the lame subject he addresses that but like no and it kind of it didn't didn't come off yeah it, it kind of is inspiring it's like damn i I kind of want this life. Like I, I want to settle down, <laughs> start a family. Like this is incredible. This is what we should all be working toward. So I wrote down on this track, bro. Like I said, this was the one I'm calling my one a compared to, um, track five, which was my one B, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was really damn close. 
dad bod. They say that that boy done changed. He don't rap about his everyday life. He ain't the same. Goddamn, already had a hard life once. Am I supposed to recreate it every album for you, cunts? Okay, you want to hear about my everyday? I wake up, I wake my son up. Then I feed him and lead him into his car seat. Drive up the street down to Target. Don't do hard drugs or beat my wife. But the paparazzi still want to start shit. I don't answer their questions. I leave them in the dark, bitch. Then I walk through the automatic doors. A couple fans spot me, but shit, I ain't on tour. I ain't trying to to ignore but i had to aisle four because my drawers think as fuck and i need some new drawers then i spot some more fans staying hella hardcore asking for a pick and i say sure scratch my dick and shake his hand shaking uncontrollably he tells me i'm the man now i'm headed to aisle three for some bounty paper towels i also grab some wet wipes to clean the shit from my bowels a really hot girl walks by with a fat ass but i'm just wondering if hefty really holds the most trash forgot my card at home thank god i brought some cash then i grab some preparation h for the critics up my ass head to I-05 for some Sergeant Smash cereal Is this what you wanted? Everyday life material? I'm not a kid anymore Be sure shit's boring Made it out the basement Now my bank account soaring Most exciting part of my life Is probably touring Don't get me wrong I love fans in every single city But hotels suck And the internet is shitty I mean Why rap about everyday shit When I convert a punchlines And sound dope like this Chilling with the homies at the crib Bumping Pac Dib It's the life I live You ain't nobody Hit the studio with no ID Make a couple platinum records in that bitch And then I dip about it On the 101 my wife text me Talking about you gotta get home Feed your son girl don't trip about it Walk up in with applesauce and broccoli Little Bobby better eat your greens Boy don't get me lip about it Like I heard it the first time Okay Ran it back And then like listen to it like after I finished or whatever It was like the first track I went to after I finished <laughs> I wrote down initially, oh my god, this fucking production with like five flame emojis. <laughs> Logic's talking about being five. a father and like people wanting him to go back to his old rap days. Like, I mean, even like you like you just said it, you know, there's the chance line in there, you know, like, you know, like him, I love my wife. But like you said, it was I mean, and I didn't listen to, you know, the big day, whatever the hell, with that um that Jesus album cover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to that, but like everything he was spitting and everything, you know, he's like, you know, talking about like, yo, my wife's like, yo, you better get home and like uh, feed your son. And I said, like, dead ass, I sent this like the first time listening, I sent it to my homie or whatever, right? Yeah, because he always tells me like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? I know you like you doing your thing and everything, but I can't wait to see how things are when you become a dad because like now, you know, it's just all this stuff and everything because you know he's raising my little niece and all that. So I sent him this track and I was like, bro, I really want your opinions on this. Like, I cannot wait for him to like listen and be like, oh, yeah, that's how it be. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Honestly, yeah, I didn't even think about like the perspective of actually being a dad. I mean, you probably listen yeah, he, to he's, he's our life. age and he's got a three year old. And it's like, yo, like, how, like, how can you relate? Like, you have a wife, you have a daughter, like. And I know, you know, of course, he's not a rapper and everything, but like, is this how you be feeling? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, we got to go to Target. And, you know, like, I think Logic said this shit, like, I can tell you more about diapers and such and such or whatever, you know, the the, the best part of my life is probably touring. But, you know, I kind of have to go through my rap life and then I have to be Logic. I was, you know, like people are coming up while I'm just trying to go grab like formula. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I love, oh, go ahead. I was, I guess, I guess, like, it's literally just like, kind of like, cause you know, I'm, 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 I'm big, really big into wrestling. Yeah. It's like, you know, the difference between 
Roman Reigns out on in the ring or whatever, and he's like this killer, you know what I'm saying? Like just super like superhero to people, but then like people are criticizing him sometimes or whatever. Like he has a daughter and he has twins now. And when he's home, he's he's daddy, he's a family man. He'll post pictures of like him and his daughter like doing tea parties and shit. And they're like, Oh, this is so and you know, whatever, you're supposed to be this tough guy. And it's like, this is my fucking life. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm daddy when I'm here. Like fuck yo. I love the chorus on this track because another thing, another uh, I feel like a personal connection. Like he says, bump him. He pronounces it Pac Div, which I don't know if he's just doing that to sound cool, but I'm almost a hundred percent positive it's Pac Div. Right, like what but, you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So like that group, like. From there, um, damn, hold on a second. I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Now you're good. Like, so one, one of my first interviews back in the day was Mibs. Literally was my first interview. Mibs was part of Pack Div. And okay. So I interviewed him, and then I saw him and Pack Div open up for Mac Miller on his first tour. And that okay. show was just mind-blowing. But it's just so crazy to me. Like, obviously, I was listening to Logic at that same time. There's just, like, all these different crazy connections. Like, that's why I love this song. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, literally, it's my 1A for the album. Like, I love this shit. And to me, like, you know, I said he was playing defense. This song, he sums it up in two lines. It's like, goddamn, already had a hard life once. Am I supposed to recreate it every album for you, cunts? Like, that shit just had me laughing. Like, it's true. Like, he's just being real throughout the whole song. Oh no, dead ass. Like, I brought up with Hove earlier and everything. Like, like, you want my old shit? Listen to my old shit. But. Hey, bro, fuck it. I'll say it straight up like this or whatever. I don't be revealing too much about, like, you know, the, the personal life outside the pod. Like, but if you know me, you know me. You think if I made it tomorrow, I'm not going to be over here like, yo, son, like, I ain't cutting grass no more. What the hell you want me to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, You got any last, any more thoughts about this track? Are you good? Uh, well, at the very, the outro of this Yes, you got to go straight into that or whatever, so we can go to the next one. Yeah, so he starts talking about chopping up. I don't know what sample was bleeped out. Like I'm I, I wrote it down. That. Do you know? Yes, sir, I wrote it down. What is it? Um, it's a song called Grown Up Calls by Toro Y. Mayo or Mio. Oh, 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 no, no. Well, like, he before that, he's like, it's like he's on the phone. He's like, we couldn't get the the super, and then there's like the bleep sound sample mm-hmm. cleared. So then he talks about chopping up the Tori moi. So oh, okay. I'm wondering what what word he bleeped out there and what that sample was. But yeah, dude. Oh, I thought Toro, that was I thought that was that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But Tori moi, yeah. another ridiculous connection. Like one of my favorite artists. And that's just what makes listening to this whole album, like, so much better for me. It's like, damn, we really have the same taste. And these artists that some people have never even heard of that are listening to this because they're just strictly rap fans. Like, Tori Moi, just good vibes. 
I would say kind of a like chiller, poppier version of Tame Impala. He's from South Carolina, which is dope because I'm in South Carolina now. Like saw him perform last year and just wavy, just good vibes, super talented. Is it one dude or an entire like band? So his real name is now Chaz Bear, I'm pretty sure. But his okay. But Tori Moi, I think, is the artist's name that he goes under when he's performing with his band. But he still creates oh. music. Okay. But then, so the next song, Five Hooks, yeah, that's that's the straight-up sample of Grown Up, Grown up Calls. Calls. Yeah. And that shit goes hard. He was rapping his ass off again. That reminded me of just, like, the raw, like, Kanye beating the NPC with the runaway joint, like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I still, to this day, every now and again, or whatever, go back and listen to that very first time we heard Runaway in the fucking red suit at the um, VMAs. Yeah. Was it the VMAs? or the, Not the VMAs, but the MTV Awards, whatever the hell. I, I watched one. He did it on Saturday Night Live, and that shit was... That's what I always watch where he does When that. he did New Slaves? Or no. I, I'm pretty sure he brought the, the NPC out and he had just like some ballerinas behind him and he did Runaway on that. Oh, okay. so, Yeah. But yeah, this song, what are your thoughts? Um, like I said, he was rapping his ass off. Love the beat switch on this one as well. I mean, I, I like I like all these beat switches. Like, I know, I mean, I guess this is a bad comparison because, I mean, I don't think it was anything alike. But, like, it's an album I love to this day. But Drake's um, Nothing Was The Same. I remember whenever that dropped and, like, I loved it. I played it the fuck out of it. Like, I do every Drake album. But I remember, like, Dead in Hip Hop, when they reviewed it, they were like, He's switching the beat up on like every fucking song, and I'm like, what's wrong with that? They both slap, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what? Yeah. Like, I kind of like a beat change or whatever, especially like when it works because a lot of shit don't be working. So when yeah. you execute it flawlessly, like you remember even the song I sent you the other day, the uh, the Wichita joint by um XV. Yeah. Yeah, like that beat change, yo. I'm like, that's crazy. Definitely. I mean, and then like I wrote, a, I wrote down about the outro, or whatever. But we'll get there, you know, before we end it. I, and he I, talked. I, I loved it when he said the little line about, you know, I'm about to go ghost on y'all like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder if they've ever talked. I feel like Dave wouldn't really mess with him for some reason. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying too, though. Do you think if Logic was rapping in the early 2000s, Chappelle would have given him a slot to perform on the show? Um, I guess it depends on which Logic. Like, boom, back Logic? Possibly. Yeah. Because people are asleep on whatever, and I'm actually glad you brought it up. Like, Chappelle used to have, like, the dope artists up there or whatever. Like, I mean, being in the oh car with fucking God. most... Bro, that, that, that car ride with most dev? Oh, my God. Dude, I literally, they're always on Comedy Central still to this day. Like, probably yes. be some tonight at midnight. Like, I literally watched until the end just for those performances. Like, I think my favorite one is Quest Loves on this 
on the drop set. John Mayer's on guitar. They're in some random barbershop. <laughs> nice. I, I was just like, this is incredible. Like, but yeah, to live uh, just so many good artists. Fucking Common and Kanye, Black. the damn. Um, oh, yes. That, you, you know what I'm talking no, about? That, the, um, the chocolate like water the joint? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, Dave used to be Dave used to be on it, man, for real. And he did answer it's like my dad and my uncle back in the day, whatever with the Kangos. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Everybody. I've said it multiple times, bro. My dad literally wore a white Kango to to like their wedding, like with him and my mom. That's I am not joking. Damn. <laughs> that was that's the style, man. I'm telling you, like, yo. <laughs> He told my That's mom, cool. yo, you know I'm wearing a hat and everything. She's like, Psh, I already know. So I'm like, hey, as soon as they, you know, as soon as this joint was back on, he put the Kango right back on. Damn, that's hilarious. Oh, you got geez. anything? For, I about to say, right. You got anything before I get to the outro? Because I, I absolutely love this outro going into the next track. Go for it. <sighs> when the computer voice came back in, and I keep forgetting what computer voice is called or whatever. I mean, it's on like, you know, Rap Genius and shit. But when she comes in at the end and she says, I, you know, like I didn't write it down verbatim, but pretty much she summed it up. Actually living your life. Yes. And like, you know, it's different from being alive. That shit hit. Definitely, dude. Like It's literally I, like saying less with more. I literally paused it after that before the first time I heard it before I went into dark, dark place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I literally just had to sit back and think about that. Like, and when when an album can make you do these things, that's just a sign that it's great. Like, that's just a snippet of everything that he gives us. But like, it's just an interesting message to think about and to kind of reassess what you're doing every single day. Right, like I, I, I know, you know, I listen to so many pods and everything, man. And like sometimes or whatever, like I don't think I've said this to you, bro, but like I've told a couple of the homies, like it be killing me when like people who have money talk about well, money doesn't get you anywhere, and you know, I don't really need this money. And I'm like, yeah, that's easy for you to say whenever you got it, but like imagine talking to somebody who doesn't have it. But like I can kind of understand that, but at the same time too, you know, I've heard like a couple of people when they'll be talking real shit, like. You know, life and being able to do what we want, we don't even understand how much of a blessing that is. Absolutely. If I mean, if I was making good money, like first things would be all based around self improvement. Like obviously, I'd like hire some like athletic athletic trainer, but then also just like on a personal note, like just get the best therapist possible, like. Oh my God! Yes, like having access to those tools and being able to shape your life just to the fullest of capacity. Like I don't know. Yeah, I was, I'm gonna speak a little bit about what you just said or whatever. Like, every, like yes, the therapy. Like my God, or whatever. If I just had the money to do that now, but even Same the here. second part, like if I could just like wake up or whatever. Okay, instead of going to work or whatever. 
I just get to work on music. And even what you said about a personal trainer, like that's what I would do instead of like just having to go to work or whatever. Like, or like me, honestly, and this is going to sound so stereotypical, but I don't care because it's literally just me. If I could just wake up or whatever and like go to like a random gym or something and just shoot hoops for like two hours or more, I would do it every day. I'm not even a baller per se either. I just would like that would just make me happy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like well shit, Kobe out here dunking on niggas too. Oh. Him and Quavo, honestly. Quavo is like a super athlete. You see oh, yeah, I've seen I've seen them play football too. <laughs> football, basketball, this man he wasn't rapping. I feel like he was honestly being a major league sport. Yeah, same shit with um two chains. That man is old. Hey, bro, he was going to get busy before he got caught up or whatever, too. Also, a little side note. I'm excited for that 2 chains Rick Ross battle, even though I feel like we already know how it's going to go, but, hey. When is that? Is that I, no, no, no. I think I don't know for sure. I need to double-check on that. I had the screenshot the other day. Hold up. Like, it's going to be yeah. exciting, to say the least, though. Yeah. I... I love Rick Ross. Like, he's been there throughout everything. Like, his albums as a whole, to me, like, don't really stick out. And, like, I don't really return to them. But there are definitely, like, some songs spread out throughout his whole catalog that are just like, oh, yeah, this song hits. Uh, Thursday, August 6th at uh, 5. Well, excuse me. Eastern Standard Time is going to be 8. So. Okay. Yeah. These things are always going on. When I'm asleep, sadly, but I'll try to catch a recap somewhere. Right. I mean, shit, look, they be on YouTube like the next day, I feel like. Oh, that's true. But yeah, man, I guess um, anything else before Dark Place? No, I'm good. You want to go first or should I go ahead and write out these? I mean, they're not too long notes, but a little bit of notes I got on this. Go ahead. Yeah. So I said, you know, coming off like that outro I just talked about, Logic talks about being overanalyzed, never good enough, never like not black enough. You know, he should go back to his old rap days, depression, anxiety, how his music, like how music was way easier before the fame. And now he just like he he might even overthink himself because he's like, you know, that would be whack to some people and shit. And, you know, like. Yeah, that it'd be like that, but at the same time, it's okay to be down some days and tired of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, honestly, it's crazy too, because I mean, I love I love the way you even just brought that up, bro. Like everything we just talked about or whatever. Like, like the the suicide hotline song, whatever. Even though it did get its like naysayers or whatever, I can never hate on that song because you know anything that's gonna help people through anything you going on going on in life or whatever is just a true blessing. You know, at least to me. Sure. So I I like this. I like this track, though. Really? I really. Re- I, yeah, I wish this song had the popularity of that song. I mean, it's not as a direct message. It's more self-commenting on his own struggles. But, yeah, I like this because this is obviously the darkest, literally, like the track said, track on the album. Um. And it was, I guess, co-produced by Tori Moi, which is very cool to me. Um, I'm really going to have to check them out or whatever, because I was going to ask you, are they kind of like, what you you say, like, you know, like, not watered down Tame Impala, but kind of Tame Impala in a way. You, the, much, um, that album I sent rock. to you or whatever, what is that shit called? Um, the, the Contraband Dudes? 
O-O. I think that's how you pronounce them. It starts with a K, yeah. Crew. Yeah, I think I think it's contraband or something, but I might be wrong. It is kind of more that vibe for sure. Tori Moi. There we go. Okay, yeah, I might have to check out them. I might have to check them out then, shit, or him yeah. out, them out. I'm about, to, I'm about to make you a playlist, honestly, because he's one of my favorite artists, hundred percent. Nice. But anyway, and anything repping the Carolinas or whatever. I mean, I'm almost, yeah. an, I'm almost annoying with it at this part, at this point. But I'm like, fuck it, man. We got to, we, we got to rep for each other, shit. Seriously. Honestly, North Carolina has so much history. Like, who was I just talking about? Didn't I just mention somebody? Oh, Ninth Wonder. Yes. Yeah, we talked about we talked about him the other day and everything. Because I sent you a couple of shits. And you were like, yo, you know, he went. I was like, yeah, Central. Dude, yeah. I think, I don't know if it's in Charlotte, but there was some, I don't know if it was a temporary thing, but there was like a music museum that had a whole section on Ninth Wonder, which I got to check out. And like you said, too, I'm pretty sure he was like teaching classes at Central, maybe. Yeah, dude, I would kill to get into that class. Seriously, like just to have him as a teacher. If I, I'll go ahead and reveal it now, man. Like I talked to my bro, um, you know, my oldest brother, and we're actually going to review whenever that anniversary comes. Uh, Little Brothers, the Minstrel Show album, which I had really never even heard until maybe like 2011, 2012. Whenever he just got my computer or whatever and just put a bunch of music up there, and that was one of the albums, and I was like, "Yo, that that little brother shit is crazy." He was like, "Yeah, that's what I was listening to in like college." Yeah, because I mean, I think that dropped in like '05. My brother's in like A and T at that time and everything, so I can imagine what the vibe like for little brother was at like A and T in '05. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But. Yeah, man. Everything stand up or whatever with this shit, you know? Sure. Anything before we get into uh, track 12? Nope. A straight. Uh, A to Z. Dude, I have one question. What up? Why did this not go right after Dadbot? Like... That that confuses the hell out of me. Like now that you bring it this. up, now that you bring it up, I like that. Yeah. I'm kind I'm, I'm kind of mad now, actually. Yeah, I, I, like that makes perfect sense, honestly. You're gonna play that dark ass song. Then you, I mean, I understand. Yeah, you had to lighten the mood back emotions, up. But... It's like we hear baby sounds right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that was a little confusing to me, but like, yeah, just it would have been a perfect continuation of that. But like, this one's literally kind of. Reminds me again of like early Slim Shady storytelling. It's got like that dark piano beat. It's like nothing crazy, but and the, he lit the background voice literally goes through the alphabet. Like, yeah, that that was crazy, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I love the fact that it was like so subtle too. Like it didn't even have to be like overbearing, you know? Right. I'm not like. Uh, Hundred percent a fan of this song, but no, it's not my it's, it's not my favorite or whatever. But like I said, like I didn't dislike any tracks except for track two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny to me. Uh, yeah, that, I don't really have too much to say about this one, but 
the ATZ was cool like, and everything. Like I say, he's talking to his son, teaching him how to like, you know, the alphabet, and he was rhyming or whatever. And he, like I said, spitting his ass off. I love this shit at the end too, and everything. We get like the snippet of like a song. I, I think I just looked this up from like '05. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's this one. Yeah, that's this one. Oh damn. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe that changes my my feelings on this because I. That was so dope. When he first started playing, like, the first line, then you, like, hear him click, like, the stop button, like, on the boom box or whatever. And that's, He's like, nah, nah, like, I can't do it. I, I like that shit. I like that little yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I, I like the fact that he like, can do can a relate skit. To, like. Right. I like the fact he even does a skit. And, like, for example, you know, and I mean, I don't even know if this is controversial or not. But least, I mean, God bless or whatever. We look back on it. Who knows? But, like. Uh, one of Tory Lane's albums or whatever, like when I first started kind of getting in him, the uh, you know, I told you, like half of the album is fucking skits, you know, and I, but I'm a fan of skits, like that's the hip hop we came up on, you know what I'm saying? True. Or the hip hop I even had to go back and listen to and shit. I mean, but that's you know what I'm saying. But with Logic though, specifically on Under Pressure and this album, yes, know, skits felt forced and it all like was so cohesive it strangely like it, everything works like so i love that for i mean fuck it man i'm, I'm you know and like i know we I, I say i say this a lot and everything or whatever and I, it even sounds funny like i don't want to make this all about me or whatever even though this is technically my podcast which is kind of funny <laughs> but you remember like the first time we ever met and shit and we were just like, yo, talking and chopping it up and shit. And you're like, yo, I do music. And I was like, yo, yo, I used to make music or whatever. I got to get back into the shit. And, you know, like a lot of stuff we can't reveal right now. But um, <laughs> whenever like, you know, I got your SoundCloud and you got mine and my shit was so old and unused or whatever. It's not even under my name anymore. It's like just a username. Like, yeah. like playing you those old tracks like out in the corner of the club and you can barely even hear it because the music is so loud and shit. Be like, yo, I'm gonna have to check this out later type shit. Like that is the shit like this reminded me of. And I was like, it's crazy. I'm even knowing this with Sam. Cause that's literally like one of our first conversations. Dude. Playing old music. Yes. There's no greater feeling than like having that connection with somebody and sharing what you think is like your strongest material. Like just ha- being able to talk about that to me, goes above anything else like there's nothing ever fake or on the search where you're talking about your own personal music interests and creations it was just incredible it was incredible and dope because i'm like you know like like we said a while ago and everything and he says like a lot of times or whatever like a lot of people want to tell you like whatever shit but they're afraid of talking to the microphone they're afraid to do what he what he and we are doing you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I fought with it. Getting down to the nitty gritty here, man. We got three tracks left. Track yeah. thirteen, heard him say. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go first on this one, man. I, I was like, I guess it's supposed to be like a modern day version of, like, or his interpretation of Kanye's "Heard Him Say" with Adam Levine back off. Um. Fuck off on um, late registration. Yeah. Which top secret or whatever too, but fuck it also reveal that too coming up. The fifteen year anniversary's coming up. Oh dude. You know a review is coming. You've heard it for here first. 
I said Kanye is out here wilding the fuck out, and people might be like, why are you reviewing Kanye? You know, he's canceled. But I'm like, that album is never going to be canceled for me because I know everyone says graduation, and that was my high, that was in my high school years. But listening back and being an adult, I don't think nothing t- is touching your late registration to me. And I even get it. I know My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a classic. I know most of this shit is a classic. But if it was going over my favorites, late registration. I can see that. Yeah, I yeah, literally I'm a I have that person, and but... um, yeah, I'm about to say I have that and college dropout in the car still on CD. We talked about that. Like, we talked about that um during the week too. We I was like, yo, I still have certain CDs in the car, like right, fucking right. Outcast, Outcast's Equimini, fucking <laughs> fucking uh, Lupe's Tetsuo and Youth. Heard him say though was uh, the Kanye song. That was it, like one of my first ringtones that I ever bought. Ever. Oh like, my gosh! Shout out ringtones. Just like, just like the keys, like that intro. Dun, 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 dun. Like, so good. And even the ha- even the fact of having Adam Levine on, man. Like, can you imagine what that would do in these days? Like the streaming numbers for both, like, like fan bases. Dude, that's the sad thing. I don't think we will ever get anything like that again. Everything now is so commercial the state of pop is just uh, like ed sheeran and eminem like that kind of shit like i don't want to hear that i, I never want to hear that ever. did you like ed sheeran life. on the games album do you listen to games last album i i listen to that song i i think i just have an eternal hate for ed sheeran <laughs> for me, he embodies like stupid thoughtless made for radio pop music but that's one other thing Mm. Like, I know we're gonna hear shared hate on this. I'm, I'm, I love it. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. But like, yeah, this was Adam Levine, like in his prime, like, and he's just being himself, like using that soulful voice that made early Maroon Five like one of the greatest 2000s like pop rock bands. Period. What's hilarious? I never went back and really listened to Maroon Five like that. But I listened to this one podcast, The Friend Zone. And like, you know, they're like maybe like maybe like three black people like around my brother's age. So like mid 30s. Right. Yeah. Like mid to early 30s. And they all love Maroon 5. So like it's crazy to hear you say like, you know, his voice was kind of like because I was like, hey, apparently black people was on Maroon 5. I just didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the period where it was like Maroon 5, Justin Timberlake. When he hey, niggas ain't going to say shit about Justified to me. We'll fight. I'm joking. And 2020 experience. <laughs> Dude, Justin Timberlake, no hate here. Like, I love everything he's put out. Now, I didn't listen to that man of the woods or whatever because I don't really need the man of the woods. I need the man with Timberland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, for real. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, that, those are the glory years. I'm telling you. But anyway, yeah, back to uh, this track, I guess. Um, you know, that was a tangent. Hey, it'd be like that, bro. I felt like this song was really motivational, but like, I guess everything that we've been saying, whatever, like, it doesn't feel like force fed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh my god, you know, be happy. It's just like, you know, yeah. 
like you know just like you can kind of make it through like I, I i liked it for that aspect or whatever like i never i didn't feel like this was you know i kind of wish he actually looking back now maybe if he would have sampled her them say it would have been even doper but hey you know i still like it regardless. oh bro if you i know if you would have heard that you would have lost your shit oh dude i would have stopped the car like hold on yeah, that would be nice. I love that the fact that you know. said uh, stop the car too because I'll never forget, bro. The first time I ever heard Kendrick's DNA was when the album released. Oh, for damn, yo, my homie Corey can tell you whatever. We were in the car, or whatever. I was taking man's back home, or whatever. Because remember that uh, damn dropped this. I think it was like uh, the weekend of Easter or whatever. And I had yeah. I, I don't I don't think I went back home or whatever. I can't remember. I had to work or something. But I was taking bro back home or whatever. We had like rocked out the night before. And yo, we're listening to that album, whatever. And DNA came on for the first time. Almost fucking crashed in the damn McDonald's parking lot. I was vibing so hard. Dude, that album, one of my top ten. Like, I'm the same. Like that just changed to me. Like everything I, I thought about Kendrick. I, I was already losing it, and then this nigga came back in with the fucking Rick James shit, bruh. Yeah. In the work, look, I'm t- two things. Um, fuck it, I'll get the, the the craziest part first. My mom told me about a time of them at a Rick James concert back in the day. Oh. And yes, yeah, my mom was telling about them at a Rick James concert back in the day, and nigga was throwing joints into the crowd. <laughs> And then one of my favorite lines by J. Cole of all time, uh, the intro to Born Center or whatever, you know, my pops was out back when Rick James was out, and now I got Trinidad James. Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> That's classic right there. I cannot believe your parents saw Rick James. I'm jealous. Bro, bro I'm te- like, every time I think about that Cole line, I'm telling you, I like. I think about what my mom was telling me about, like, concerts back in her day, because I remember, like, I didn't go to my first concert until, like, I was, like, 21. I was grown, actually. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm telling you, I was, I was sheltered for a minute, bro. But I remember telling my mom, like, yo, you know, I'm going to go to this concert and shit. My mom was like, yeah, you know, I remember concerts back in my day. Like, we saw such and such and this. And she was, she, but that Rick James one always falls in my head, because she was like, hey, she was throwing joints in the crowd. <laughs> like, can you imagine? No. <laughs> I saw Riz though he was doing that, but Rick James, just his whole persona and picturing that was hilarious. I, I I saw currency with my boy took him for my birthday, like back in like 2015. And um, besides yeah. him bringing out Big Crit and shit, like the, yeah yeah he brought Big Big Crit out in Raleigh with it because everybody was like, oh who's he gonna bring out or whatever? Which it was like him and a bunch of like you know Jet Life dudes, but he brought out Big Crit, which is crazy. One of my homegirls is like a huge Big Crit fan, and she lost her mind. I love Big Crit, dude. On the oh, oh, facts. Big facts. Biggest facts. But, like, no, the funniest part or whatever, when um, I think somebody passed out at one point or whatever, and, like, Currency was like, yo, man, the Jets gonna smoke, man. Security, y'all gotta, y'all gotta understand what this concert is. The Jets gonna smoke. <laughs> and it's me and my prepared, homie bro. and his girl or whatever, and, like, neither of us smoke or whatever, like, but... We just in there like drunk as hell, me and my homie is or whatever. And niggas is dead ass like, I mean, like a currency concert. Like we had like hood dudes and then we got like white people up here like, yo, jet life. And I'm like, this shit is crazy, son. 
Oh, I'm sure you got a little something, something off just the cloud in the air. Like, oh, bro, like they, they were in there smoking or whatever. I mean, like currency came back on stage or whatever because he like left mid performance. They changed the set, and he came back out smoking a joint. I believe it, but yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. These these last three songs in particular, yeah. Well, the last one isn't really a song. Yeah. But Amen, to me, the beat is incredible. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just part two to me of Hit My Line. Like, I'm not, like, the beat is amazing. Like, his flow is nice, but I'm not really listening to the actual lyrics. Like, the only thing I wrote down for, like, Amen was, um, you know, he's pretty much like, giving shouts out to his fans, like his real ones that are just here for him or whatever, you know, throughout the bullshit, like people that are really rocking with him and, you know, like going through hell, but you can overcome it. Like kind of like what we've been saying on most of this album, but like you just said or whatever, like even the production, like it's kind of in a way sampling Tyler's, you know, running out of time, which I mean, I voted Igor my top album of 2019 whenever we did that, like, you know, end of the decade episode. Yeah. And looking back, I remember when we first reviewed Igor the first time, when it first what? dropped, and I said, yo, this shit is dope, but I don't know if it's going to be Cherry Bomb for me yet. And I know people are like, how the fuck is Cherry Bomb your favorite album? I was like, because he was starting to give us like a little bit of R&B on Wolf. I really, really, really have been listening back to a lot of Flower Boy, and I get a lot of like why it was highly praised now, mm-hmm. but if people go back and listen to like, I mean, he gave us some crazy shit on on Cherry Bomb too. Don't get me wrong, but the fucking R and B shit that people don't want to think about, like, how the fuck do you have Roy Ayers and Sid on the same track? Like, you fuck, like he brought Roy Ayers and Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Like, I mean, like just the the certain little shit, like like Charlie Murphy it wasn't the first time he's done that. Or I mean, it yeah. might have been the first time. I can't remember. You see, I had Charlie Murphy on a couple times actually. Now. But, like, Roy Ayers, man, like, literally, like, I just talked about that at the beginning, like, I named and dedicated that entire last playlist or whatever off one of his biggest tracks, Everyone Loves the Sunshine, like, I'm sorry, you can't say you know music and you don't even know Everyone everyone Loves the Sunshine. Dude, that, all right, well, side note here, like, life-changing movie experiences for me? Mm Mm-hmm. In the theater, straight out of Compton, that is just the most perfect. The, the fucking intro. first thing. It's amazing, dude. The way it's shot, you see the record spread out, and it's fucking Dr. Dre. Like, come on, dude. That's how you start a movie. Like, I tell you this, bro. Whatever, and this ain't even like, cause sometimes or whatever. You know, I I feel like I've started to realize or whatever, and then I can say it with you, like, too, whatever, right? Yeah. And that is, you know, certain songs that are just like it doesn't matter black or white. They def- they don't define it. Like I ain't gonna say define. Like it doesn't matter what race you are or whatever. They're just amazing. Like you know, I remember at my buddy's uh, when my, my buddy got married a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I found. Like I mean, I found out like some years back or whatever. 
Like my boy would be playing certain songs. I'm like, yo, what you know about this or whatever? He's like, yo, my dad listens to all this shit. And it was like old school 80s R&B and soul. And I'm like, yo, what? I didn't know your pops was only like this or whatever. I mean, country white dude or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. That's he got cool. married. And I'm telling you, at one point or whatever, there was like just a span of like just 80s R&B playing. And only people that knew it was like me and his parents. <laughs> just in there jamming, bro. Like everybody young was kind of looking confused, and I'm always over there, like just just screaming lyrics, man. Like yo, like this shit is classic over here, man. That's what's up. That's cool. Like just certain music or whatever, man. I'm sorry, like if you fucking know, you know, like yeah. Ugh. I remember when I first discovered Earth Wind and Fire. Oh Sally, my god, Sally. The reason I discovered them was eh, it's not sadly whatever through Drumline, the movie Drumline. Like no, I can't. I, I, I can't be So my mom's like I mentioned to her, and my mom's like, "Oh yeah, we we have a couple of their records." I started listening to all of them, and my god, dude, that just built the foundation for me to go on. Honestly, I think more focusing on the producing route, even though there's so much incredible percussion. But Earth, Wind, and Fire is just like the whole group. Everybody's playing something different. When you think about picking out all those individual instruments and then how they come together. They got like 20 motherfuckers on stage or whatever. And it's like a random nigga over there, like just with a tambourine hitting it like five times (laughs) the entire time and shit. But it's incredible. Like everybody did something. But like, no, like you shouldn't even feel like, oh, like this is how I got on it. Because like, I'm telling you, I listen to so much just shit and different people now where to the point where, you know, it's crazy, too, because like one of the first homies or whatever I met, you know, I'm going to shout out my boy uh, Hunter or whatever, like. He didn't find out about like old school kind of like people like Earth, Wind and Fire and Gap Band stuff like that or whatever until he really got into like old school, like production because of hip hop or whatever because like he right. didn't get raised on that shit like his parents weren't playing Earth, Wind and Fire in the car like mine's was he won't listening to Rick James and Tina Marie and that type of stuff you know like Sean A and everything you know you know what I'm saying oh dude. He was like, bro, I didn't know about any of this until you got me on this and or I found out about this because I listened to such and such. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Where that's from? Where's that from? You know, and I had to go find it. Mm-hmm. He's like, but this is timeless fucking music. Like, you know, Sly and the Family Stone, like, you know, all that type of shit. Definitely. <sighs> How about that? We, we got off Amen or whatever, but hey, bro, fuck it. <laughs> You wanna um you wanna get into the last track and everything to start that off? Sure. Yeah, track fifteen. Um yeah. yours. Yeah. So I listened to this thing all the way through. Oh yeah. And I mean, obviously I wonder honestly when this album was completed. Because on the album, he says, like, didn't they make it basically in, like, two weeks or something like that? But I I think he said it was, like, four recording sessions between, like, whatever amount of weeks and shit. Because I think the same thing was said on Under Pressure, if I'm not mistaken, which, you know, we've been talking lately about, like, writing sessions. But go ahead. Well, I was wondering, like, because... It's interesting to think about, like, I wonder if he completed this album, like, even 
early in the first half of the year before we really started seeing all these new videos of like police shootings and the Black Lives Matter movement just started gaining fire. Yeah. Because this whole thing is just like so relevant right now. It's again like an Orson Welles, I guess maybe it was like an episode of his like radio show. A long, I actually I actually ago. have I actually have what it was about. Uh, I'm, yeah, about to, I'm, I'm gonna say what it's about, and then like I'm gonna let you go back in, and then I got some whatever I'm, I'm gonna get on to as far as like what you just said about uh, the Black Lives Matter and when it was possibly finished. But um, now apparently like this joint by Orson Welles was written about I I'm I'm so sorry and everything I don't have dude's name right now I need to go back on Genius, but um. It's pretty much about you know overcoming like Jim Crow and all the bullshit and everything, but it was uh it was pretty much about like a black veteran who had got blinded and beaten by a white police officer. I looked it up, bro. I looked it up. I mean, that's... his name. The dude's name was Isaac Woodard Jr. There we go. So we put some respect on his name, you know? Yeah. And this is from 19 fucking 46. Jesus. Yeah. So look, I'm, I'm going to let you go back in or whatever. Cause I'm like, when I go back, when I go back or whatever, I'm going to say like the little things or whatever this shit made me think of. Well, so like, obviously this, this is not the first time we've heard or realized logic cares about race as an issue like the entire album everybody is literally that's like the basis of the whole album right and but like i said like i wonder if this album was finished like early first half of the year and he realizing he's seeing what's happening in the news just like decided all right i'm gonna put this on because this is what this is a strong finish to my career and this is something that i absolutely care about yeah. But honestly, I don't know. I I I understand like people critique the hell out of him always talking about his biracial situation. But <laughs> yeah. I almost wish there was a little bit more. It was a little bit more talked about because then this would have not felt so out of kind of nowhere with the rest of the flow of the album. Right. But I appreciate that it's just basically straight commentary about how race is, has been this way for so long and sadly nothing has changed. It's, it seems to only be getting worse. Yeah. I really think that's just because everybody has a cell phone. And we all have screens and everything's just being recorded, like Will Smith said. Like, I was about to say, bro, I, I got you, man. I'm telling you, you want me to go on? You want me to go in order? Because I got you. Go for it. So the first thing, as far as like you saying or whatever, like when did he write this and when was it finished or whatever? Like, like did he decide to put this in later? You know, like. You weren't on for the Alfredo review that me and Don did, but we we praised that album when we did the you know the top five mid year albums. Yeah, and you know that was written before everything happened with um you know recipes of George Floyd. 
And it's just crazy how really, you know, yeah, that, that was written before that. Like Gibbs kind of like he was just already talking about that. And then shit just kind of happened, like, you know, happened to happen. Like me and Don joked about it on the album. Like the man's a prophet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's crazy even like the fact because, I mean, Logic could have probably already had this and everything or like who knows in particular, you know, like this might have been a last second edition. But also, too. Like we were just talking about, this joint by Orson Welles was from fucking 1946. Like, I remember listening to, like, Joe Budden's pod, because I'm so far behind. I'm still listening to episodes from, like, you know, May and June. Uh-huh. And, like, he played fucking Marvin Gaye or whatever. Like, this shit's been talked about or whatever. Like, we've been saying all this stuff. Like, you know, like, it, it, it's so much just going on. You know, like, it's been going on. Like, that's this weird. is a thing that's happened. I even love the fact or whatever that you brought up, like, you know, like logic being biracial or whatever. And it's not even a whatever because, you know, Drake's biracial. He has a white mother. You know, J. Cole's biracial. He has a white mother. It doesn't matter if your mother's white, you're, you know, your mother's black, like, or vice versa. Like, this shit happens or whatever. And I mean, I don't think they really speak on it as much, but I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, logic is white passing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't be able to tell that if it wasn't the case, you know? Yeah. So, you know, he but he feels like he feels the need to bring it up and everything. And that's what some people need to hear. That's what some people need to see. Like, you know, NBA is back now, whatever, you know, WNBA is back. MLS is back. Everybody's wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. It's Black Lives Matter. Every fucking word. It's on the court. All this stuff. And I know some people are like, oh, I don't even necessarily like it because it feels like too much pandering or whatever. Fuck that shit. It doesn't matter about the pandering. It doesn't matter about any of that shit. Somebody needs to fucking see this shit. We've been saying this. It's It's been coming out and everything. You know, I've known you for a little while now and everything, whatever. We've talked about this. You've told me whatever. Like, you know, we was talking about a certain artist. I'm not even going to give him the fucking clout to even say his name on this shit. But... You're like, nah, fuck that dude or whatever. I heard him saying, you know, like, you know, you didn't say, you didn't say, you said the N-word or whatever, but like you heard like dude that said nigga or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, fuck him too then, you know? Like, I, I, know, I know all this shit and everything, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, well, you know, I say all that to say is it needs to be said or whatever. We're doing all this. And the fact for Logic dedicate the outro to what could possibly, at least what he's saying, is going to be his last album or whatever. And it's dedicated to this fucking great form or whatever. And I love it. Because the shit has, it, I mean, if we have to keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, whatever, I don't give a fuck if some people are annoyed. You need to hear this. Absolutely. It needs to be just put in people some people's minds like i don't understand how people still aren't getting it like it's not overkill like it's necessary it's the tupac joint bro i played the joint for my girl or whatever like she had never heard it before you know it's tupac joint you know if you just sitting here you see people eating every day you see people eating every day and they just you're hungry or whatever you're gonna start knocking on the door you know we hungry please let us in we hungry please let us in and then it you know it just keeps going we hungry we need some food and you're just tired of it you know i'm picking the like i'm picking the lock coming through the door blasting like all this shit pop was saying that was 94 I played my girl for this shit. I was like, this was 94. We just literally said Orson Welles said this in 1946. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. I'm not even, I'm, I'm going to get off this soapbox, I promise. 
it makes me no. think of the family. It makes me think of the Family Guy shit, bro. When when they were like, "This is awkward." It's when they uh, freed the slaves. Like some motherfuckers think it was literally like, "Oh, they just took chains off and was like, oh, okay, so you're free now." Hey, we're cool, right? <laughs> and <laughs> as bad as it sounds or whatever, that shit is hilarious to me because that's literally how some people think that shit fucking went. It's right. crazy. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy, bro. But. That, that's all I got. On. That's all I got. I promise. I just I I've, I've had to get I had to get that off right there. That's how I'm feeling. No, I think I, I think right. like every every aspect of that I agree with. Like it is a good way to go out if if this is really his last thing. But I've already seen evidence that this is not going to be his last thing. Mmm. Because I saw. And I mean, I guess this isn't really no. To me, this this is kind of going against a retirement statement. If you're still going to do features, like you're not retired. That's just me though. But Juicy J posted a track list on his Instagram. I think it was yesterday. Two of the songs featured Logic. I was like, right. what? That's not- I don't I don't think it's gonna be retirement. Like I was just I was literally about to ask you that. Like I don't think it's gonna be retirement. I just think like he said he might go ghost for a little bit or whatever. He's really gonna raise his son. But at the same time too, like I remember like you know um, I didn't listen to it, but I think the earlier in the year or whatever when um, Fat Joe did that one album with um, Cool from Cool and Dre or Dre yeah. from Cool and Dre whatever. Whenever he was saying like yo you know. I'm I'm retired now and I'm gonna go. I'm finally gonna be a, like to be a father for real, for real. I mean, like we talked about it. Shout out to Logic being able to be like, yo, it's been a decade. Now I want to go be a dad. But is this gonna be necessarily like just it? I don't even think he has it. In, I mean, this gonna this gonna sound terrible or whatever. And I don't mean it in no disrespect. I don't think he has it in him to retire or whatever. Like, if this is your love, this is your passion. Like, he's told us or whatever, like, sometimes or whatever, like, y'all don't even make this shit fun for me no more. Like, it's not fun. It's not good. But, like, I feel like, you know, he says retirement. Like, Hove said retirement. Like, some of the greats have said retirement and everything. But it doesn't, like, when you get that itch, you got to scratch that shit sometimes, bro. Like I said, we can't talk about everything or whatever, but sometimes you take some years off or whatever, but when you come back and you really feeling it, hey, man, I don't think this is it to say the least or whatever. I just think this is like, you know, I'm signing off for a little while or whatever. I, I hope so. Like, because he also teases throughout this, um, this unreleased, I think there's basically the equivalent of a mixtape. It's like quantum something eighty five. Is that it? right? You, I mean, I'm, I don't know anything about it, so I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah, he he sprinkles that around like throughout this album even. So I wonder if we'll ever if that project will ever see the light of day. Yeah, but. and even the fact of like if if he even just can can retire and not do anything. I mean, I'm gonna say not do anything because he he still has his artists, he still has his label. Even if he's just kind of in the background doing like certain productions or whatever, but I feel like eventually that itch of him just wanting to like just do rhymes yeah i'm not gonna be mad about it especially if like but if this is gonna be like your swan song hell of a fucking way to go out that's true i've i feel like oh man i want to say to me it's his best album but 
under pressure is just so right there, like neck and is neck it, to me. They're they're neck and neck. Like honestly, I feel like <laughs> let's hope it doesn't take us like a, a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, we'll, we'll we'll talk whatever because you know life happens and stuff. But maybe at some point or whatever, we come back and we're like we listen to this and we listen to Under Pressure and we're just like you know we can go through the two and I don't know. Yeah. Do like a I don't even want to say a debate like because I feel like we fuck with both of them. Right. But I feel like that maybe be an idea for the future. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you got anything left and everything before we get to closing remark, well, of course, closing remarks, but um, the review for the album. I mean, not review the um, the rating. Excuse me. How are you rating? That's all I ask. Like, based out of like stars or like thumbs up, like uh, one through ten. Okay. Yes, sir. One through ten. What would you give the album? Damn. I revealed this at the beginning, but uh, I, I think I would give it a nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that, and I really feel like, honestly, too, I, people are going to probably be like, he gives everyone a good rating. He doesn't come up here and get bad ratings. You're scared. You know, I'm just like... Honestly, as bad as it sounds or whatever, at least as far as like, you know, this me later for all the fucking podcasts I give people or whatever between, I mean, sports, wrestling, my life, like video games, like uh, movies, every, uh, shows, you know, all the shit. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I don't review shit that I don't like. I mean, is that bad to say? So, I mean, of course, most of the times when I jump on this shit, I'm reviewing stuff I personally want to hear. I mean, is that selfish? Nah. I mean, and I can't even say that, too. Like, I mean, I got a request one time to review it. Like, I mean, you talked about him earlier. We did Ed Sheeran's album last year. That was a request. And I went through that. It was pretty cool to me, you know. But that was like, you know, it, but it, that was not something I would personally go and review myself. Like, it just, a bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But most of the time up here or whatever, I review things I want to hear. You personally came and hit me and was like, yo, we got to do this. And I said, okay, I'm not against it. You told me it was incredible. I've told you I trust everything that you feel musically because we're literally on the same wavelength. Right. Like 9.75 times out of 10, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so from there and then everything else I was hearing, I was like, okay, I'm definitely down for this. I say all that to say whatever. I can't give this an 8. And I don't even want to say I can get this 8.5 whatever. I got to get us a 9. There we go. I gotta give yes. this a nine. Like I, like I said, I it was fifteen tracks an hour long. I'm not even one of the people. Oh, I hate, I hate long albums. No, that's not the case because I've, I am the dude who's literally sat here and listened to fucking forty six songs by Chris Brown. But I enjoy Chris, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do that. I enjoy Drake. So people are like, yo, Drake albums be too long. No, I I could do longer than 25 tracks. <laughs> if I like you, I don't care how long it is. Because even if there's some duds up there, I'm right. going to go through and like the songs I like or whatever. You know, probably put them on a playlist. I mean, half this fucking shit's probably going to be on the new playlist or whatever, you know, side note. But um, all that being said, it's like out of 15 tracks an hour long, and I, mean, I guess even technically like the last track doesn't count. As far as like, yeah. you know, a song. But even if you want to say 14 tracks, I like 13. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like that, that is that is that's all hits, no misses. It's for the merry folks, as Drake said. 
<laughs> so yeah, I gotta get into the nine, bro. Do you think we'll ever get a movie written or directed by Logic in the future? Because I know he's talked about that. He's supposed he has. to have like all these scripts written and stuff like that. Like I know he wrote that book, which supermarket, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really know much about it because like it kind of made me think of like, um, this is random as fuck. I was literally listening to um, Childish Gambino's because of the internet yesterday, right? Yeah. And I, I remember people saying like he wrote a script for the fucking album, which I mean I never went back and read because I like the album or whatever. But like, even if he says yeah, I'm retiring from rap or whatever, but I'm just gonna do other stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's pretty much told us so. Why would it be shocking? You know, I could definitely see it. Right. And I I mean, I'd be cool with it, too, honestly. Definitely keep my eyes open. I, I would probably tune in. I, I'm honestly thinking about trying to see some of his Twitch streams just because I know, like, he was pushing that he would have, like, direct kind of interactions with fans. And I don't know. As an artist, I might try to shoot my shot or something if he's chatting with people. We'll see. Got to, bro. Got to. Yeah. I, I I told some homies the other day or whatever, man. Like, I, I'm really fans of their podcast or whatever. Shout out First Black Champ always, man. Wrestling or whatever, you know, for just my wrestling heads out here or whatever, if you're even listening to this. And, like, I actually talked to them directly. Mm-hmm. You know, like some older dudes from Chicago or whatever. And I was like, yo, I really fuck with y'all or whatever. Like, I have merch from them, all the shit and everything. And, like, they're just dudes like me. Like, I mean, they work jobs and they got kids and shit, but, like, they do the podcast. And they're just like, yo, you know, you do way more podcast, like, podcasts and content than we do and everything. And I was like, nah, I get that, but, like, I'm fans of y'all, but, like, sometimes I'm kind of just like, because I, I shout them out most of the times, whatever, like, they drop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, I was like, I didn't know how to do that at first or whatever. Like, I, I was kind of skeptical of doing it, if that's, you know, sounds weird. Because I'm like, we're just in this era of if you like somebody, you dick riding. But if you don't like them, you hate them. <laughs> and they said, That's nah, true. like, we get that. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we, we, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing but love here. And, like, the real ones know. And I was like, yo, that's, that's, that's love right there, for real. Yeah. Podcasting is an incredible thing. I might try to get back into it. We'll see. Bro, I'm telling you, right, like 2020 or whatever, like I done got back into some other things or whatever, you know, top secret and shit. But I'm making you bring rap. I'm telling you, before these years up, I'm making you I'm making you bring back rap planet. All right. This has been this is the second time I brought it up and everything. I'm telling you guys, I'm making him bring back the rap planet and everything. When we first met, I wasn't even doing a podcast yet, and he already had a podcast out that he was doing. Definitely fun. Just a good space to get my thoughts out. You helped you helped me out before I was even like thinking about doing this or whatever, and you didn't even know it. Whenever I first got started, I I hit you up for advice. You helped me out as much as you could or whatever. And now I don't know the exact fucking number because I mean Jesus Christ, I'm you know the 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 times I dropped this shit or whatever. I'm just getting on maybe like 13 months or whatever, and we're already 175 fucking episodes in, bro. That is crazy, dude. <laughs> I cannot believe that. That's that's dedication. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling really? you, like when I get when I get my all when I put my all in the shit, that's it. Well, I wish you the uh, best of luck. Hope I can jump in on more episodes right. in the future. 
Yeah, man. You know, we, we ain't going to reveal too much to the people or whatever. Me and you got a lot of stuff coming up, coming out real, real soon or whatever, top secret type things or whatever. I'm not even going to reveal, you know, like text messages we talked about, you know. Classified. Yeah, top top secret, you know what I'm saying? But, like, just, you know, y'all be on the lookout for all that stuff or whatever, man. Like, of course, more things from Mook or whatever. 92 Wave or whatever on all platforms. He's finally on fucking Twitter, guys. Yes. And also fun. the fucking dope ass production that you're gonna hear at the beginning and the end of this, besides the logic stuff I'm gonna put in there or whatever, is produced by this man right here. He's on the fucking mic or whatever. He's incredible on the mic or whatever. He's incredible behind the boards or whatever. Check out 92 Wave, man. Appreciate it. With all that being said and done, man, you know, remember like always. Rate, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything in the description below. Um, new playlist for August is going to be coming out and going to be like in the bios and the link tree to check all that out. Go, you know, check out, you know, some new vibes or whatever, some shit you probably never even heard of or whatever. Available on Apple Music and Spotify. I'm telling you, it's going to be dope. Um, Go like I said, all his stuff's gonna be down in there, or whatever. Follow 92 Wave on IG, on Twitter. My man just jumps on IG, whatever, and just like does some music, or whatever, for you guys, cause he's fucking having fun, you know. Follow me, the homie Q, the homie Carson, and the homie Zach on Twitch, or whatever. I'm playing a little bit of Final Fantasy X. Uh, Q's playing like 2K and fucking um, Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Carson's jumping on like Apex Legends or whatever and all that stuff like Call of Duty first person shooters. Zach does a little bit of like Call of Duty and then like golf games, diversity every fucking where, you know? Wherever so you getting all this content, son, it's all in these descriptions, bro. <sighs> and with all that being said, man, Logic, hope this isn't your last album. We'll see. This was a dope project. I'll see you later. No pressure. That's Sam, I'm Mookie, and until next time, to let us on.